Hello, this is Mark Almagro, Editor-in-Chief of Portfolio Magazine. This is the Portfolio Podcast presented by YPO, Young Presidents Organization. YPO is the global leadership community of more than 30,000 chief executives in 142 countries who are connected by the shared belief that the world needs better leaders. Nearly every business entity brandishes some announcement of carbon neutrality. Although the public, and we suspect some companies who haven't done so, remain in the dark about what carbon neutrality really means. One definition from the UN is that carbon neutrality means measuring, reducing, and offsetting an entity's carbon footprint with an eye on balancing cost emissions and avoided emissions, hence neutrality. This afternoon, we have someone who can walk us around the terminologies, what they refer to, and what their implications are. I'm talking about Maya Hari, CEO of Terrascope. The company enables clients to measure with speed and confidence, manage the complexity of carbon reduction, collaborate seamlessly between teams and with external partners, and share trusted data with stakeholders. Maya, welcome to the Portfolio Podcast. Thank you so much, Mark. Lovely to be here. Okay, let's uh, get right into it. How about you walk me around Terrascope and tell me what the nature of the business is, what your key objectives are, and what your target markets are? Sure. So Terrascope is a SaaS platform. Think about it as a way to use technology to be a partner to large enterprises on their journey to net zero. So what this means really is the very start of this journey to net zero for large companies is measuring the company's carbon footprint. What's the business activity that the company has? How do you take that and measure the emissions impact of it? And then what's that total number of carbon footprint, if you will, mm. which actually is GHG emissions. It includes carbon. It includes methane, as you mm. rightly pointed out, and sort of brings that as the starting point. From there on, the platform helps companies think about what's the next best action. Now that I have a number, how do I reduce it? What do I start to think about doing within the company? Mm. We're headquartered in Singapore as a company. We're global by nature. Our current focus areas are in Asia and in Europe. And uh, we're very much aligned to the needs of enterprises, which are real world companies, real economy companies. And a big focus for us is to be able to work with these companies because they have large emissions coming from their supply chains, mm -hmm. and especially the nature of emissions, which is called scope three emissions, which are really emissions that are indirect to the company based on what they're procuring in their supply chain, I see. things that are harder to control. So this mm. is the toughest part of the emissions problem that we've decided to take on and build for. Why would a company come to you? And, and ask for your service? I think you find companies, leadership and boards really thinking now actively about sustainability. And the fundamental reason is life around us is changing. If you are management CEO or board of a company, you're thinking, how do I build durability of this company, right? And if life around us is changing in such a way that five years from now, the environment we're operating in looks very different, just physically in terms of weather and yes. climate change, who our customers are, or can we actually operate 
factories in a country without getting into fires or floods and things like that. It's a fundamental business need and it's a durability need to start thinking about making decisions inclusive of sustainability and environment. And in that process, the very first step ends up being, I need to know what my emission impact is and what mm. I need to do. And that's the, that's the point when, you know, a board member or a CEO will come and say, Terrascope, can you help us on this journey? Yes. But is it motivated also by by some, say, government regulation sure. or or just voluntary company uh, initiative to come to you and ask for the services? I think you see three kinds of motivation. Um, one is a company sees the durability issue and starts to see impact on their business, right? That's mm. one. The second is actually they can see around the corner and they see regulation coming, right? Which is a very powerful motivator. Coming, which means it's not yet in effect, but... Uh, Correct. Or, or it's in effect in different forms today yeah. in different countries. But really major regulation is, we're, uh, you know, we're looking at within a 12 to 24 month window, right? And for most large companies to get ready for such regulation takes at least 18 months, in my opinion, right? And so if you're thinking about business planning and what you need to do, you're very much aware of this as a large enterprise. Mm. Then the third motivation often is your customers, whether you are you have B2B customers or consumers who, who consume your uh, products or services, there's a very, very large awareness and push around wanting to spend money as customers on the right kind of products mm. and services. So are you really seeing this happening, consumers or even investors to company going, trying to work with, with companies that are compliant? Absolutely. I'll give you two real examples of where we see this data trending. Uh, you take a lot of Twitter uh, conversations, for instance, okay. and you look at Twitter data for the last three or four years. Globally, the uh, millennial population is increasingly talking about wanting yes. to have corporations be responsible, but also wanting to spend money on sustainable products. The second piece we're seeing actively is investors, both in the private markets and the public markets start to ask their uh, investment portfolio, what's your ESG mandate or what's your carbon footprint? What's your plan, mm. right? I get to wear the activist hat when I want and the pragmatist <laughs> hat when, what I want, when I want. And as a, the pragmatist side of me actually really loves the fact that there is that accountability being demanded by financial markets and investors. Because the minute that happens, it's a massive catalyst for change yes. in the world. There and is that pressure that... Uh will move things. And it's a very effective way to drive change. So whether you see investors asking for it, and interestingly, we also see banks saying, you know, they will lend differently from now on. So whether it's working capital loans or it's long-term loans, there's a, there's a benefit to having a sustainability-linked loan and financing versus, you know, being a brown industry in some ways and not a green industry. What are you seeing in terms of the effect of, climate change, of global warming. We've been tracking sort of weather events, which are the easiest way in some ways to track the extreme boundary conditions of what, um, what climate change looks like. So whether it's bushfires in Australia or in California, you see the flooding events that That's happen right. in Germany. Mm -hmm. um, I spent the summer in Europe, in Italy, and it was a massive heat wave. And um, not just that it was heat wave and it was inconvenient for people, but you also started to see that the entire... The effects um, on agriculture and produce. Agriculture and produce. Harvest cycles have completely changed. The water retention in crops have completely changed. And 
it, it's the, it has far-reaching impact not just on commercial output of these companies, but also far-reaching impact on will we be food sufficient as countries, right? Because arable lands are disappearing. And actually, we're losing forest area in the world That's the right. size of England every year. So it really warrants actions by governments and actions by large corporates, which, you know, 78% of the GDP in uh, OECD com countries comes from large corporates. And so there's leverage in decision-making that corporates and governments have um, that need to act quickly. And that's sort of why you see companies like ours, like Terrascope, step into this space. We bring technology and sustainability expertise together, which is the need of the hour, but also technology and automation bring speed and accuracy to the process, right? Which is what we build our, our journey at Terrascope around, which is much needed because we're, we're all as a planet. I think that awareness is, a con is on a continuum at the moment. There's, this is sustainability and environment has become a buzzword that people need to know and learn more about. That is a given. And in fact, as you pointed out earlier, there are now sustainability officers, which That's is right. a, new, That's a right. new position. The minute you actually have a person and a team that is responsible for thinking about this day in and day out, it means you're much closer to actually doing something about mm. it as a company. But I think awareness has to then translate to action. And oftentimes, the how behind translating to action today feels a little bit vague. The way we think about this at Terrascope is there is a concept of materiality, both in financial accounting, but also in sustainability and carbon mm. accounting, which is it's better to think about which are the biggest contributors of emissions and then focus your next best effort and action around the largest pieces. So uh, you, which you, I'm sure you have identified. Correct, and and technology helps do some of this, right? Which are the biggest hotspots of emissions? And so, how can a company then go from I don't know what to do next to then saying, here's the area I need to focus. So even if I don't know the how, let me go and dig mm. deeper to get to the next best action, right? And that's the that's the it's a journey. It's a multi-year journey for yeah. any company to go down this path of decarbonizing. And, uh, but you've got to start somewhere. Because I suspect that some companies aren't even aware of their emission, for example. That's absolutely right. And, and I, I would say there's a, there's a large majority of companies today that aren't quite aware of their emissions. We're starting to see and hear the first steps, the first rumblings for a lot of companies saying, I need to measure. This will be the first time I've measured. How do I benchmark now? If, if my emissions number is this, how do I do versus the others? Yes. But it's a really great starting point because if you can quantify something and if you measure something, you can do something, you about, can do it. something about it. That's right. We're seeing Singapore companies start to really think about this actively. We're also seeing European companies think very maturely about, you know, have higher maturity around thinking about the what next, right? Whether that is transitioning to better energy, to thinking about suppliers and supply chains, there's a lot to do. Do you think a government uh, pressure can help. The, the, the way I think about it is if I do, for example, start watching my emission, what do I get out of it? I mean, of course, the benefits are very obvious, but what instant, say, motivation do I have? Or will I get punished if I don't, uh, if I don't comply? I think both of those are true, right? There is carrot and stick. 
And if you think about the stick that will come or has come about already in some places, is that it becomes a regulatory uh, environment, right? And a regulatory need to be able to talk about your emissions and declare it and account for it and explain it. Now, the regulation may come in some countries uh, by stock exchanges uh, so that mm -hmm. it applies more to listed companies in public market view um, versus private companies. Uh, or in other cases, it might come from governments owning regulation around certain sectors. So in some countries, we've seen that the food and agri sector, for instance, is among the first to get regulated, mm. possibly because that government believes that that sector contributes the most to the country's emissions. Can you cite some of these regulations on the food sector? Yeah, we're, we're definitely seeing some conversations in the UK, for instance, about potential regulation in the food and agri sector. Mm. Um, we're seeing, uh, you know, countries in Europe think about this uh, more broadly as well beyond sector. And then we also see that uh, SEC in the US, for instance, had put out its, uh, its paper around their uh, approach to uh, emissions declarations, including scope one, two and three. And had and just finished their common period and and are uh, publishing their rules. So I think it's an interesting moment where you see major economies start to do this, um, and and we know very well that uh, Singapore is uh, is thinking of their own SGX is thinking of their own uh, instance of this as well. Mm. Now let's go back a bit. Uh, let's go back to Terrascope. Under your leadership, when did you assume the position again? It's been six months. Fairly recently. So outside of the yes. honeymoon period, I would say. <laughs> uh, what are the key strategies that you're pursuing and, and, and your growth plans? I think we're uh, very focused on being a credible partner to enterprises on the journey of mm. net zero. That's the, the guiding light for us, really, as, as the, the uh, vision that we, uh, we align to. I think from there, our strategy is really to focus on getting the first step around measurement of uh, complex supply chains and being able to demystify carbon footprint uh, right with speed and accuracy as a starting point. But we certainly don't want to stop there. The intent is to be able to take that and go to the so what? What do I do next? What's the next best action? How do we then help companies make that action easier? So the chief yeah. sustainability officer in a company might own the mandate to decarbonize, but they cannot do anything if there's not buy-in from a business unit head or a line manager uh, yes. or procurement, procurement head, yes. right? And so we are also thinking about how the software is built in order to facilitate that type of interaction and workflow within a company. And I think the 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 holy grail for us is how do we help companies go down this path of, mm. um, you know, predicting their net zero journey to the best ability yeah. possible? How do they trade off between organic growth that might cause emissions increase versus abatement initiatives mm. that will call em cause emissions decrease? And we want to make what feels like a very complicated journey. We want to make that easy and transparent because technology has done this in other fields. Right. And in terms of really being able to bring analytics, analysis right. and action together. Um, so that's really the journey that Terrascope is on at the moment. The other thing I'm thinking about is um, if, for example, I, I uh, engage your services, then, as you said, it's a journey. So it has to be maintained and monitored. And, you know, from time to time, there has to be some reporting done 
And this is part of your service. That's right. We think that this is a multi-year journey. So we expect to work with mm. customers over the years. Not one inception and then, okay, you're Correct. on your own. Correct. Honestly, you know, if, if this is such a long journey, we've got to be partners in it for a, for a period of time. But also, because this is a multi-year journey, we think that technology helps make it repeatable and scalable. So All the right. amount of time it takes to measure carbon footprint ideally should be weeks, not months, right? And really, we all should be collectively focused on the then what. Yes. And spend a lot more time there on what has to be done next rather than just focus on getting measurement right. So this is the change that um, it, companies in the industry are going through and that we're helping partner and enable in that process. The world needs better leaders. Become one at YPO. For over 70 years, YPO built a trusted community where chief executives connect to solve both personal and professional problems together. When we come back, we will ask Maya Hari to break down the delivery of services that Terrascope provides. We will also take a closer look into the partnership between Terrascope and its clients and what it entails. <music> 